Welcome to the Worship Room Podcast. My name is Marella Ironside, and this is the place where we will talk about anything and everything. If it's in the Bible, it stays on the table. Welcome back, and we were just going to pick up where we left off last episode, and we're going to dive in now to the um, examining of the enemy's characteristics. I think it's really important that we don't focus on this, but we do lay uh, a a foundation and and gain a better understanding of who our adversary, who the enemy is, and his characteristics and his strategies, so that we are aware. We don't have to live in fear. God has defeated the enemy. We've already talked about that. But as long as we're in this fallen world and sinful world and we, uh, the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, uh, there's warfare going on, as we know and we can obviously see in the world and um, in our own lives. And so I just want us to get, gain a, a little bit better understanding because then after we uh, talk about the characteristics and strategies of the enemy, I'm going to just, uh, I think, sooner than later, uh, we're just going to carry on to uh, unraveling uh, the false teachings that are coming into the church, uh, this spirit of control uh, that is so coming out of the woodwork and um, becoming so much more evident, unfortunately, and it's really hurting a lot of people, uh, misleading a lot of people, causing a lot of confusion and a lot of division uh, within the body of Christ. And so, uh, we have a responsibility of uh, believers and followers of Jesus Christ, and, and we have the Word of God, and that is the truth, and that is the final say. Uh, the Word of God is what we determine um, and base our lives on. It's not the Word of man. Now, God has given us authority. God has given us people and shepherds and pastors and you know, uh, fathers and mothers and, and, and those in our lives, um, and, uh, great godly men and women to, um, uh, mentor us and as such, but ultimately God's word has the final say, and we need to be going to his word first before we run to any man or any woman. Uh, we need to go to the word of God. We need to come to the feet of Jesus. We really need to spend time in prayer and fasting if necessary, uh, and to seek his wisdom, not the wisdom of man. And that's why we have to be so careful because we cannot put any man, no matter how wonderful uh, we may think they are, we cannot put any human being on a pedestal where we see them as God's equal. That's idolatry. It's idolatry in, in, in our minds, even subconsciously, often we don't even think about it especially in our society, especially within a church setting, that if we feel this need that I have to have permission from my pastor, I can't make this decision without his blessing. I can't move forward with my life until he gives me the okay. That is not scriptural, people. And we'll get into that uh when I uh, start discussing and when we get into God's word and and we uh, start discovering uh, these false teachings, mentalities, and the conditioning that is happening in so many uh, mainstream churches and uh, today. Uh, And it's uh, it's something we have to talk about. And it's not something that's comfortable. It's not, not a a uh, can of worms we we want to open but we're going to open them because God word talks God's word talks about it so like i said at the very beginning of this podcast if it's in the bible 
it stays on the table. So it's not what I'm bringing to the table. It's just the Bible is on the table and we're just going to open it and see what he has to say so that we can uh, grow in our faith and uh, be more like Jesus and be aware um, and just be prepared in such a time as this. Okay, so now that I've said that, let's pray uh, before we begin uh, real quick, and then we'll dive in and see who our enemy is. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross and you defeated the powers of darkness and you rose again to give us life everlasting. Once again, God, we cannot thank you enough, Lord Jesus. Thank you for sending your spirit to guide us and direct us. He is the teacher. You are the best teacher we could have, Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, that you are guiding us and directing us and leading us. And uh, Father, we just ask forgiveness where we have failed, we, where we have fallen, where we have spoken when we should have been silent, and where we were silent when we should have spoken. Jesus, you are the only one that can give us the perfect balance. Father, we can't walk this tightrope of life uh, without, uh, without you and without your word. Um, help us not to stray. Uh, help us not to go from uh, your truth and, and, and to walk away from the faith, God. It's so subtle and so gradual. And help us not to swing the pendulum uh, one extreme or the other. Just help us to keep our eyes on you, Jesus, so we may stand and we may have the perfect balance that is only found in you and in your word of truth and love. And that uh, lives would be changed, Father, not because of what we say and do, but because of uh, your word is truth. And uh, you have the power to uh, do whatever you want. And uh, even in the midst of our failures and our weaknesses, Father, you are greater, you are strong, you are mighty, and you will have your way and you always have the final say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's dive in. So firstly, uh, let's examine the enemy's characteristics. He is referred to in scripture as the tempter. So in 1 Thess Thessalonians uh, 3, 5, it says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And then in Matthew 4, it says, I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you, and that our labors might have been in vain. So it's really important for us to know that Satan cannot, once again, I said this in the previous podcast, uh, he cannot make us fall into temptation. He can make a good presentation, but he cannot make us fall into uh, temptation. And those of us that know Jesus, we have the power of God's word living in and through us by the presence of his Holy Spirit. And so we cannot... Uh, say the devil made me do it. That's just a crutch. All right. That's just an easy way out of not having to admit uh, our sin, not having to come to a place of uh, asking forgiveness and repentance. And uh, so we need to uh, not give the devil so much credit. And that's what I don't want to do on this podcast. I never want to give him any credit. Uh, we are going to examine his um, characteristics and strategies only to so that we can have a better understanding of our enemy period but we also have to understand that um he's a defeated foe um and um yeah and he knows his days are numbered so that's why we're seeing 
so much happening so quickly and uh, so much stuff coming out of the woodwork. So we just have to be prepared and put on the armor of God that we've been given and, uh, and uh, be uh, very intentional about putting that armor on. And uh, we cannot put the armor on without the Holy Spirit empowering us to do so um, and to pick up our weapons, which is the word of God and, and the worship and prayer and fasting and thankfulness and praise and uh, all these things that he's given to us that uh, overcome our adversary. Um, and so, um, and so no matter how the great, no matter how uh, great the temptation may be, God always gives us a way out. And uh, if we do want really to uh, have a way out, sometimes, you know, it's like, do we really want a way out or are we really going to enjoy um, where we're at? And again, I discussed this in our previous podcast or episode, you know, if we really truly love Jesus, we're not going to love, all right, the um, condition of sin. We're, we're not going to... Um, repeated again and again and again and again and uh, that's not evidence of his presence um, when we do that and we all fail we all fall we're all going to sin but in our life as we walk with the Lord and we are abiding in him and uh, dwelling in his presence those those things that we uh, have a hard time with those things that we find tempting uh, those stumbling blocks in our lives and those weaknesses and the things that we struggle with should become less and less and less. And, um, and we should see more and more and more of the fruit of the spirit. Right. And so um, I just wanted to also share another verse here. Um, that's really important. I think we, we uh, read it's James 1, 13 to 14. Uh, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are drugged away by their own evil desire and enticed. So here we go again. You can't, we cannot say the devil made me do it. All right. The only way we fall into sin is because it's our flesh. It's what we've chosen to do. It's we are uh, being pulled away from God and uh, into our fleshy uh, desires. And um, the enemy knows what buttons to push, for sure. Um, he examines our weaknesses. And uh, some in some cases, unfortunately, um, you know, he knows us better than we know ourselves. And this is why we need an awakening. We really need to step into our identity in Christ and realize uh, what he has given us in his word and uh, by the power of his Holy Spirit and the authority that we have in and through Jesus, all right? And um, we do not have authority in and of ourselves. Set apart from Christ, we are nothing. And that has to be made very, very clear, all right? We are not um, equal to Jesus. All right. We are not um, on the same playing field as God. All right. We need to put that in perspective. Again, coming back to balance. And as we open God's word and we discuss these topic matters further, we'll understand um, and see 
what it looks like to live a life that is um, in perfect balance. Not life is going to be perfect, but that we uh, respond and react to things that in such a way that will glorify the Lord. Uh, we will um, be less fleshy and uh, be a lot more uh, filled with the Holy Spirit in our um, in our conduct, in, in our life day to day, and that um, we can not be swayed one way or the other so easily. And um, when we speak truth, it's truth and love. And when we love, we love with truth. We cannot say we love someone and not share the truth with them. That's a lie. And we cannot share the truth with someone and not share it in love. All right, we can't have one without the other. They go together. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't work if we're focusing just on truth and there's no love. It's not going to be received. It's it's not going to be, um, it's just not Jesus. You know, it's just not Jesus, not who he is. And um, so um, another verse I want to share, Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Speaking of weaknesses, um, Jesus understood um, weaknesses. He is God in the flesh. He went through everything that we go through. He understands hurts and betrayals and abandonment and persecution and what it feels like to be hungry and and uh, tired and, um, and and tempted even. Like, we'll get to that just shortly. Um, and, um, you know, so we have a God, we have a Savior that can sympathize, you know, um, with where we're at in life. But we also have one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So let me say this verse once again. Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one in every respect has been tempted as we are, but without sin. And this is why he is the perfect sacrifice. All right, this is why he died on the cross for us, and this is why he's the only one that could. He is without sin. And, um, but, you know, he gets it. He, he understands, and it's why he shows us so much grace and so much mercy, and uh, that we, uh, that's so undeserving. And um, so uh, I, I just want to touch on that too as well, that, you know, the enemy uh, came to Christ and, um, you know, tempted him. And, uh, you know, he, he taunted him and tempted him and, you know, um, likes to plant those little seeds of doubt like he did with Eve back in the garden, you know, and uh, he's, he's, a, he's a smooth talker, uh, the devil is, and uh, Jesus was at his weakest, and this is the thing we need to be mindful of. The enemy is a coward, all right, and he's looking for the opportunity where we are not spending time in God's word, we're, we're exhausted, we're so busy, we're running here, there, and everywhere, and we are jumping through hoops for uh, everybody that uh, that uh, 
that's making demands on our life or, or we're putting our own demands on our life or trying to keep up with the Joneses and, uh, you know, whatever it may be, uh, we get to a point of where, you know, we are just weak, right? Or we're just trying to, you know, fight the battle in our own strength, right? And it gets exhausting. But, I mean, that wasn't the case for Jesus. Um, Jesus was just at a place of where uh, he was preparing to go to the cross. And he was fasting and he was praying. And, um, you know, at the end of the 40 days, um, this is where he came into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit took him into the wilderness. And uh, the enemy, the devil came to him. Uh, the tempter uh, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Matthew 4, 3. So this is just like the enemy. And this is where it starts with us too. He just, he tried to do it with Jesus and it starts in the mind. He plants the seeds of doubt. He wants to strip away our identity. And I love, I love the response that Jesus gave him because he did not entertain him whatsoever. He did not even consider having a conversation with the devil, nor should we. And he just said, it is written, went back to God's word, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, period, the end. Now get behind me, Satan. And that's exactly how we need to deal with the enemy when we are faced with temptation, when we are faced with uh, persecution, when we are faced with uh, the, 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 the lies and, and, and the deception. And we need to um, do exactly what Jesus did. Get back to the word of God. It is written. What is written in the word of God? And stand on it, right? And not question it. And never have a conversation um, with the enemy. Because he's always looking for a way in, right? And we start to doubt who we are in Christ and we start to engage with the games of the evil one, then that's when we get into trouble. That's when we open the door to a lot of things that mess us up. And that is what he's looking to do. He wants to mess us up. He wants to mess up um, what God's word is is teaching us and the Holy Spirit is revealing to us. He wants to mess up everything about us in our heads, our, in, our, in our spirits, in our souls, in our relationships. Um, and he wants to mess up everything if he can. And he wants to be the one that is in control. And he wants to be the one that, um, you know, we, uh, that we are, are afraid of and, and so on. So anyway, he's also the sower of evil. Getting back to the characteristics here. Uh, the field is the world and the good seed is the son of the kingdom. The weeds are the son of the evil one. Matthew 13, 38. He is a sower. Satan is a sower. All right. He has seeds he sows too. And the seeds he loved to sow, like I just said, he starts in the mind. And uh, his field uh, is the world. And uh, the good seed is the sons of the kingdom, all right? The, the God's kingdom, these are, these are the good seeds, the seeds of God's word, right? And um, the weeds are the son, sons of evil, of the evil one. Again, you know, we, this just goes to show once again in a different, um, and it says it in a, a bit of a different way of the spiritual battle, right? That we're in, Right? And um, the good seeds and the bad seeds and good soil and the bad soil. And, um, you know, and uh, there's, there, there's 
uh, it's interesting in the days we're in because we have this field and there's good seed and there's bad seed. Uh, we're all living in the same world. And, um, but it's in a time that we're in is, man, it's, you, you've got to be in God's word if you're going to be able to really uh, identify the plants and, and the weeds. You, you got to know the word of God, like a gardener knows um, all the different plants, right? Um, I can go into a garden. I used to garden quite a bit, but I'm not a gardener like some people. And there's, you know, uh, gardens I've gone into and different plants and, and, and different things that I'm not familiar with. Um, and I couldn't tell you a weed from the real, the real flower, the real plant, right? Because I don't have knowledge about that. So knowledge of the word of God is so important if we are not going to be found in a position of being deceived, right? And, and we're less likely to have those conversations with the enemy, you know, if we know uh, the word of God and we can identify deception, right? And know exactly his tactics and his strategies when he comes to us going, ah, I know you. Now, this isn't from the Lord. This is not Jesus. It doesn't mesh with Jesus. You can say, you know, whatever you want, you can uh, spin it however you want to spin it. You can say it however you want to say it. You can try to get me to doubt who I am and what God said. You can even try to get me to doubt those around me I know love me and what was best for me. And uh, whatever angle you're coming from, uh-uh. Because I know God's word says this. And what you're saying opposes the word of God. So that means you're a bad seed. You're a weed. And... Um, and so this, more than ever before, we, we really truly need to be in God's word more than ever before. And um, okay, and so now moving on, uh, the devil, another title, he's known as the thief. And so again, he is uh, crafty and he is uh, subtle and he really works behind the scenes and uh, he's very careful what he does and what he says and and um, he loves to come uh, to kill, steal, and destroy. He steals away the truth from the hearts into which it has been sown. Uh, he tries so extremely hard to get us to believe the lies of who we are and who the real Jesus is. And this is where we're running into trouble in so many churches. There's this twist of the scripture, right? And there's this dismantling of... Uh, our identity as believers and as Christians um, and and really this demeaning, bringing Jesus down to our level. And um, it's very, it's very subtle. And um, so we just have to be so, so careful, so careful. Um, and so if he's successful in doing this, it can cause a lot of confusion, a lot of conflict within us and with those around us. And um, Luke 8, 12 says this, those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved. This is the strategy of the enemy. He doesn't care what, what, uh, what he 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 comes in disguise he 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 doesn't he, he'll use whatever lingo he needs to he, he'll put on whatever outfit he needs to wear 
his the the goal of the enemy is to lead people away from God and to lead them down the wrong road and the wrong path and even if it means it it's in the name of Jesus if that means that I can present a false gospel and teach the Bible well, mostly true, but add my own twist and, 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 and interpretation of it that would lead people astray into thinking they're following God when really they're not following the real God. It's a fabricated God. It's an illusion. It's a deception. But if I can come in at that angle and even lead more astray, I mean, that's just the enemy's having a heyday, Right. And um, he'll do whatever he has to uh, so people don't get saved, truly get saved. All right. And so, again, we need to be in the word of God and uh, really pressing into the heart of the father and and really soaking in his presence and knowing who he is and just being so familiar with Jesus. And so, so uh, familiar with his word, like not familiar with his word, but we, we just, we just, we know it. Like, I don't mean familiar in a way where we're comfortable with it and we disregard it and we go, oh yeah, I know that. I don't mean it in that way. I mean that we're so, we, we just, we just know it inside and out, not just in our heads, but in our hearts. We, it's a combination of knowing the word of God and walking in his presence. You know what I mean? It's, it's just really coming into an intimate relationship with Jesus. So when the counterfeit shows up, all right, we've been, we've been in the presence of the real thing. We've been, we've been touched by the real thing. We're, we're, we're in touch with the real thing. And so when the counterfeit shows up, we'll know it. All right. And it's going to be really good. I mean, just like in the world, in a, in a practical sense, not just spiritual, man, counterfeits now, money, counterfeit money, you, you could hardly tell it apart. You, you got to really know your stuff to identify a counterfeit uh, bill nowadays because technology has taken it to a whole other level. Um, and same thing with even just like watches and designer purses and stuff like that too. Like you could hardly tell, um, you know, a Gucci, uh, the fake one from the real one. I mean, you got to really know, uh, the, the, the details of the real thing for you to identify the, the fake watch, the fake Gucci. Right. And, um, and so it is for us spiritually. Man, we, we got to know Jesus. We, we, we need to allow him to come in and the Holy Spirit to teach us and to guide us and direct us. And we need to be in his presence every day, every moment in prayer, praying without ceasing. These are not the days for us to be lazy. These are not the days for us to be sleeping. Okay, people are being led uh, in astray and, 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 they, and they think they, 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 they're really believing and thinking they're doing the work of the Lord. But it's not the work of the Lord. It's not the capital L-O-R-D, right? They really feel that they're encountering God, but it's not the capital G-O-D. It's the little G-O-D. It's the little lowercase L-O-R-D. It sounds the same, but it's not the same. And this is where we need to really awaken to the truth of what's happening within us and around us, all right? Don't be led astray by the lingo, the spiritual lingo, but 
the lips say one thing, the heart is far from him. It's not the same thing. And again, we need to be experts, um, not just head knowledge, but uh, experts in the word of God and understanding and, and allowing our salvation to be worked out daily and surrendering completely everything to the power of the Holy Spirit and his leading, trusting him fully. I'm telling you, this is the medicine for anxiety. It's surrendering. It's not trying to stay in control and have some sort of uh, higher understanding within and of ourselves. This is super dangerous, super dangerous. So anyway, getting back to the characteristics of our enemy. Okay, next one. Uh, he is the father of lies. It says in John 8, 44, um, it tells us, liar, uh, the, he's the liar and the father of lies. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. It comes natural to him. Okay, moving on. For he is a liar and the father of lies. John 8, 44. So I had, I had a little comment in there saying it comes natural to him. It doesn't actually say that in that verse. But what I want to say here is, uh, this is who he is. This is his character. All right. He opposes truth. And Jesus is what? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but through me. And so, again, the enemy is the opposite. Okay. But he's not the opposite. And I, wanna, I said this, I think, in the first episode. The enemy, the devil is not the opposite of Jesus, okay? He opposes Christ. He opposes everything that's good. He opposes, is the enemy of the cross, and he is the enemy of God. He is the enemy of God's people. Um, any Anything that's good and righteous and holy, he's going to oppose it. He's going to demean it. He's going to dismantle it. He's going to object to it, right? So he opposes it, but he's not on, on, on the opposite when it comes to his authority and his power. And he's not like, you know, God's equal, but just uh, the bad guy, you know, but, but he, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything without God's permission. And, um, and I'll, I'll share a, a verse here before we close that supports that. And so we have to be mindful of that, okay? Who really is in control? But we also have to be mindful that the servants of, of Satan, all right, they're servants of Christ. And if they're servants of Christ, if they're sons and daughters of Jesus and followers of Jesus Christ, there's going to be sons and daughters of the devil. There's going to be servants of the evil one. All right. There's going to be followers of Satan. And that is the reality. And we're seeing that more and more all the time becoming very obvious. All right. So we need to uh, understand that and uh, not live in denial and miss, and miss, uh, interpret or um, misplace that and um, and just overlook that all right and um, so uh, moving on he's also identified as a great dragon an ancient serpent so uh, this is an interesting description of him because I really do believe this gives a really vivid picture of his overall character uh, he slithers about like a snake all right looking for a way in he quietly coils around uh, anyone who is willing to listen to his lying tongue, and yet uh, there's a dragon within. 
that breathes out a consuming fire of intimidation, domination, and selfish ambition. Listen, the enemy has a mission. He has a vision. He wants souls. He wants to win souls. But it's not for heaven. It's for hell. Because that's, that's where he's going. He knows better than anyone. His day is coming very quickly. And so he is doing as much as he can to mislead and deceive as many as possible inside and outside the church walls. So we just have to be very mindful uh, about this. And, and, and again, we don't have a spirit of fear, but we do have a responsibility as God's people. We do have a responsibility as a body of Christ to stand together and proclaim the gospel and the truth and to really um, expose the powers of darkness according to God's word. Not of our own emotions and our own feelings and, and, and in our own agenda, but according to God's word. How, how does God say that we are to handle these kind of situations and how do we uh, deal when we come into a place of um, and when we're faced with temptation, all these kind of things. I want us to be really well equipped and have a, a deeper and a better understanding of this. But we have to rejoice knowing that very, very soon uh, the, the, the serpent and, and the dragon will be thrown into the depths of darkness and hell with all his angels forevermore. And uh, that will be a glorious, glorious day um, for us all. So I just want to wrap this up really quickly, but I just want to touch on a couple more characteristics here uh, quickly. Um, so also the the devil is known as uh, the accuser. Actually, that's what the word devil means. It means accuser. And he is a master at making very subtle, but very intentional accusations to make us feel discouraged, make us feel defeated. But those who've been rescued and redeemed by the blood of the lamb can rejoice for the one who accuses us day and night has been defeated. He's been overthrown. And so we need to rejoice in knowing that. And um, he is also known as the prince of the world. And uh, that's another way we can identify uh, the enemy. He has, Satan has a position of power within this world, as we know. Uh, but we can be encouraged and not be discouraged because he has no power or authority over us as God's children at all. And uh, we are not of this world. Uh, and so therefore, um, again, you know, uh, he is still him and his demons, uh, the angel of light and all these, uh, his angels that decided to follow him and not uh, God and uh, their creator. Uh, you know, they, 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 they believe and they know who has authority for sure. They don't want you to know that. But uh, he knows his time is coming very, very quickly. And um, but God has given us he has given them a time in this world. Uh, this has been the devil's playground since the, since the day he fell. Um, and so uh, there's a plan and a purpose that God has. We don't necessarily uh, have to or nor can we completely understand it uh, or make sense of it all. If we did, we wouldn't need faith. And uh, the beauty of not knowing everything, it means that we just keep seeking, keep seeking the truth, keep seeking uh, the presence of God, keep seeking his wisdom. 
um, and uh, gain so that we can gain a, a greater and deeper understanding. But you know what? We will never, ever, ever have it all figured out until we get to glory one day. And then everything will make sense and we'll understand things perfectly and uh, the way God intended us uh, to be. Um, we'll see it uh, perfectly through the eyes of Christ and um, all things will be made right and uh, perfect. And I can't wait for that day. Um, you know, so uh, one story I just want to share quickly. Uh, I love in the Bible is the story of Job. Now, this is an incredible story. It's, it's, it's a story that is so beautiful, but it's so incredibly painful. But it's not so much what Job went through, uh, obviously, that was beautiful. It was his response to what God allowed him uh, to go through. And Satan came to him and he wanted to mess with Job and uh, take that opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, yeah, to, to uh, mess him up a bit. And uh, Job was a mighty, righteous man of God. And so, you know, the enemy would, uh, he, he wants to mess with our testimony and, and, um, and uh, you know, he finds pleasure in causing us pain, right? But uh, God knew Job's, Job's heart. He saw his heart and um, he knew, he knows what we can endure. He knew what Job would be able to endure. And so he said to Satan, he gave him permission and um, to go ahead and uh, test Job on every single level you can possibly imagine. Job lost everything. And the Lord said to Satan when he came uh, to him, he said, very well then, go ahead. Everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Job 1.12. So there, the powers of darkness have limitations. And they still need God's permission. And this is something that's really hard for us to understand. Okay, But here's what we need to do. Is understand that God is God and we are not. He created us. We didn't create him. He created us for his glory and his purpose, not ours. All right. And he desired to come and have relationship with us. And when sin came into the world, that's why he sent Jesus to restore that relationship we once had with him back in the garden. And, um, you know, he he is uh, perfect in every way and, and he is sovereign and uh, he holds all authority and so in this situation, as devastating as it is, what I love about it, God wins every time. And if you don't think Job felt discouraged and disheartened, you got to go to Job and read Job because he did. And, uh, you know, friends, and, and there was always the opinions of, you know, Job, what did you do? You know, what kind of sins did you commit uh, for this to happen? Like, um and this is where we really need to understand the sovereignty of God and where we need to show grace to ourselves and those around us. When we're going through difficult times of tests and trials and tribulations, or those around us are going through that, we really need to understand that God is sovereign and he is in control of everything. He sees everything and he has a plan and a purpose and he will always turn it around for good. What the enemy planned for evil, God will turn for good. For those who love the Lord Jesus Christ, he will turn it around for good. 
when our desire, Job's desire was to honor and glorify God with his life. So it didn't matter what pain uh, was inflicted. It didn't matter what he had to face or what he had to endure. At the end of the day, he said, blessed be your name. And you know what? Because God is God. And he knew the end result. He knew God, he knew, sorry, Job was going to give him all the glory. And what an incredible testimony. And that's the whole point of our story. Is that we would give God the glory. That we would take all the broken pieces and all the messiness. And we would allow him to take it from us. That we would surrender everything that we are to him. Fully and completely. And he puts it all together and he creates this beautiful masterpiece of all this brokenness that just shouts Jesus. And it's undeniable. And people that are witnessing this, they can't explain it. It makes no sense. And it just speaks Jesus to them. So this is so encouraging and, and, and such a blessing. And I just love the word of God where he takes real people just like you and me. And he allows us to look into their lives and their journeys and their stories and see how his hand was in everything from the beginning to the end, as it is for you and me. So on that note, I just want to end. I don't want these episodes really truly to go longer than 30 minutes, but there's just moments of where you just can't say enough. You know, it's just God is so good and he's so gracious and and he's done so much for us. And it's just so exciting to see what he's done and, and what he's doing and even more exciting to know um, what is 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 going to happen and, and what he's going to do uh, in us and, and, and through us. And uh, I know he's going to uh, do things so mind-blowing. The days that are coming um, aren't going to be easy, but we are going to see the Holy Spirit move like we have never seen him move in our lives, in the lives around us ever before. And it's only because of God's grace and mercy that he chooses to bestow and pour out on us in his presence. So, Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you, Father, for your word. And we just love you, Jesus. Thank you once again for the gift of life that you gave to each one of us. I just pray a blessing on each one that are on here today and are listening and trust that they will take your truth and really apply it to their lives in a real tangible way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you go have a beautiful and blessed day. And as always, we go out on a praise. Have a good one.